Entrepreneur on Fire 675. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Well, here you go and hang on tight as John Lee Dumas is about to take you on a wild ride. Ignite. Having experience these days is priceless. More than 300,000 design projects have passed through the doors at 99designs. Now that's expertise. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50 plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Fire Nation in the house. John Lee Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our feature guest today, Ross Tucker. Ross, are you prepared to ignite Absolutely. I wouldn't be here any other reason. Ross is a two-time academic All-American at Princeton University who played seven years in the NFL before launching a media and entrepreneurial career that includes a high school athletic recruiting service named Go Big Recruiting in his very popular NFL-based Ross Tucker football podcast. Ross, I've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Yeah, I appreciate it, John. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, you hit on the two things that, that I really think are most interesting uh, from an entrepreneurial standpoint You know, for the podcast in terms of Go Big Recruiting and the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. I'm actually, uh, it's good timing, I'm launching a fantasy football podcast uh, on you know, uh, soon, uh, called the fantasy feast. So I'll be tuning in on that Ross, because I can't seem to get out of the basement with my group of college friends. And I think your podcast is just what I need. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, John, cause as a lineman, I've kind of, I don't want to say I fought the whole fantasy football thing, but I, I finally have kind of given up. The, the growth is so huge. You know what? I actually miss, you know, having a little stake in the game and, and, having something that matters. You know, when I broadcast games on Sunday or whatever, I, you know, I don't really care who wins. I usually care about my flight after the game. That's about it. So it, it'll be nice to actually have, um, you know, a stake and actually care about how certain players perform. But yeah, man, I mean, John, my dad's five, nine, a buck 70. So I never thought I'd end up being six, five. And nice. on my wedding day, I was uh, 335 pounds. Wow. Um, so that was much, uh, to my surprise. And I just, honestly, I'm a huge, huge football fan that just, uh, lucky me got the genetic gifts to be able to a use football to, to help me get into a school like Princeton, in which I otherwise never would have gotten admitted to. I mean, I had good grades, but, uh, football certainly, uh, was a major factor in me getting admitted there. And then, uh, never, I, I literally went there, John thinking that I'll never make the pros. So if I can go to Harvard or Princeton because of football, I got to do it. And then uh, lo and behold, I ended up becoming even a better player. And like you referenced, I played for five teams over seven years, the Redskins, Cowboys, Buffalo Bills, New England Patriots, and Cleveland Browns. Kind of had a journeyman career, but it was fun. It was, it was a great job for your 20s, you know, from age 22 to, to 28. And, and now I – have a media career. So, um, you know, I'm on NBC Sports Network every week. Uh, I'm on Sirius XM 
NFL radio every morning. Uh, and, and, you know, I, and I enjoy that, a bunch of different media gigs. But what really kind of fires me up, what, what gets what gets me ignited, if you will, are the two things that I feel like I have control and ownership of. And, and that's the two things you reference. GoBigRecruiting.com, which I started my last year in the NFL in 2007. We allow high school student athletes to submit their videos and information to college coaches online and actually get uh, notice, notification, uh, essentially return receipt when the coach not only gets it but actually watches them, which is huge. huge. And then I did the ESPN Football Today podcast for a couple years and for a bunch of different factors decided to go my own way and launch RossTucker.com. And that's where I'm doing all these podcasts because – as I know you know, John, and you and, and, and your guests talk about often, uh, there's just nothing like working for yourself and controlling your own destiny. The other jobs I have are great. Uh, they pay me very well. I'm extremely happy to have those jobs. But at the end of the day, uh, the best way for me to provide value for my family, and I have a two-year-old daughter and a one-year-old daughter um, that are 17 months apart, is to actually build up equity and build up value in things that I have ownership of. Wow. Well, congratulations on being a father, Ross. That is huge. And it is so true that when you peel back that onion, you get down to that base layer of why we do what we do, Ross, and why entrepreneurs are willing to work so hard for, at the beginning, what seems like so little return is that word freedom. And it's that freedom to choose our destiny, to choose what we do when we wake up in the morning. And I just have to ask, being a lifelong New England Patriots fan, being you know born and raised in Maine for 18 years, going to Providence College in Rhode Island, I was a New England boy for the first 22 years of my life and always will be. Did you catch any of those rings? Huh. No, man. I, I wish. I actually... I played in Buffalo, started against the Patriots multiple times in 03 and 04. I think I started three of those games when they won it. And then 05, I actually had a back surgery. Buffalo cut me. I got signed by New England. I was so pumped, John, because I was like, yes, I'm on the team that wins it every right. year. I mean, my, my wife and I were already starting to talk about, you know, who we'd invite to the Super Bowl with the tickets and stuff. And unfortunately, I love it. the year I was there was the year I actually played in the game. We lost um, – played special teams in the game. We lost to the Broncos in the divisional round. Uh, it was actually the game where Ben Watson, if you remember, chased down Champ Bailey from behind. I remember um, a while. And I re-signed with New England after the year in 06, and I was going to have a second shot at it with them. But in training camp, Cleveland suffered a couple of injuries at center, and so I actually got traded from New England to Cleveland for a seventh-round pick and. um so I was out of New England that quickly, and uh, no, we did not win the Super Bowl in Cleveland either, to say the least. But <laughs> I actually lived, uh, you can appreciate this, lived in Cumberland, Rhode Island uh, with my wife when I was in New England because they had a good deal on apartments there, not too far from Providence. And my wife and I really enjoyed it. You know, we knew it was a one-year deal, so she, she called herself a real housewife of Cumberland, Rhode Island. And, <laughs> you know, during the offseason, all you do is lift weights, really, so... You know, during the weekends, we tried everything, man. We went to Cape Cod, Nantucket, uh, Martha's Vineyard. You know, we said we're never going to live here again, so we might as well enjoy it while we're here. See, that's kind of the cool thing about being a journeyman and, and bopping around. And I kind of experienced similar things, Ross, when I was 
an officer in the U.S. Army for eight years. You know, I was stationed at so many different places. I knew that each one was only temporary. So I would always get out there and make the most of it. So super cool story. I do wish you had snagged one of those rings, my man, because you, you earned it, but it just didn't happen for you. But Ross, let's, let's talk about your journey as an entrepreneur and really kind of bring this all together because that's what we do. We really turn that spotlight to you, our guest, and pull out a couple stories specifically. But right before we get to that, you have a great success quote for us. So take it away. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard this one or, or before or not, John, but I, I really live my whole life. Uh, kind of with this mantra, which is that the will to win is not nearly as important as the will to prepare to win. And so I've seen it attributed to Vince Lombardi. Uh, It's funny, it's often attributed to Bobby Knight, the old Indiana basketball coach. But I looked it up um, before the pod and and Bobby Knight said, actually, I got it from Bud Wilkinson, uh, who was the, the coach of the powerhouse Oklahoma team's in the 60s and 70s. And I really believe, John, that that can apply to every aspect of life. Um, it's not just sports. I mean, in, in every aspect, anytime I do a, a speech, I do a lot of public speaking. Anytime I, I do a game as a broadcaster, back when I was a player, I've always believed that the only thing that you can really control is your preparation and the effort and time that you put into that. Once you get to, uh, once the lights go on and, you know, they call your name to go up to speak or they kick the ball off in football, there's really not a lot you can do at that point. I mean, at that point, it's just, it's time to rock and roll and, and you do the best you can, but you'll never regret it. And you'll always be excited for the event and leading up to the event if you really feel like you controlled your preparation in advance of it. So I think it's huge. I think it's one of the two or three biggest determining factors for anybody's success is is when they just grasp that one simple concept. And I do that for everything. I mean, a real estate conversation, I mean, any deal I'm doing, anything, I just feel so much stronger and better when I put in the time ahead of time so that I'm, I am totally, truly ready to rock and roll once the time comes. See, Ross, I love that. Preparation to me is everything. When I had my little aha moment over here at Entrepreneur on Fire to do a seven-day-a-week podcast interviewing other entrepreneurs, so having to find 365 entrepreneurs a year and get into their schedules and figure things out, it was a daunting task. And people said it couldn't be done, but the one word that got it done, Ross, was preparation. I prepared, I set the stones in order, and then I was able to execute when those lights came on. When my Monday mornings come on, I have eight interviews lined up every single Monday because of preparation, Ross. And that has been my key to success. And Ross, now I'm going to ask you to tell us a story. And I want you to tell us a story. And I use that word specifically because that's how we as entrepreneurs and just as humans learn. We love stories. We relate to them. And you've had some great ones in your journey, Ross. And let's start off with a a story specifically of a time that you failed. And what were those lessons you learned from that? Boy, there's there's a bunch of different ones uh, that we could get into. You know, I ended up getting cut uh, three times, uh, no, four times as an NFL player. Um, but I think one that's probably more specific uh, to being an entrepreneur, which I think is really interesting, is right when I was getting started with um, Go Big Recruiting, 
my athletic uh, high school prospect service. Um, man, you said it right, John, when you said earlier about, you know, the time that you put into uh, these ventures or being an entrepreneur for the little return. Right. You know, I, I remember, um, you know, I, I kind of got the sense that my career was probably going to be over after I got traded to Cleveland. Cleveland actually cut me um, after that. So I was out of the NFL the entire 2006 season. So um, that was uh, disconcerting to say the least. I thought, man, my career is probably over at this point. So what I was doing was I was doing two things. I, I was working for my father-in-law who owns a propane company. So I got my CDL and I was delivering propane to uh, chicken farms and hog farms around Pennsylvania um, for him. And in the meantime, I was doing that five days a week because uh, I was still hoping to play football. And then I thought, and then with Go Big Recruiting, I was really in the due diligence process. So I started to ask him if it was okay if I only worked three days a week so I could spend two days a week calling college coaches to really properly do the due diligence. And let me tell you, John, it is, uh, it's very interesting to see how people look at you based on their perception of who you are and what you're doing with your life. And so, you know, I'm driving a, a propane truck to hog houses and they're looking at me um, probably like a lot of people would look at somebody in that role at that time. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, at the time, you know, I played five years in the NFL. I had saved a lot of that money. I went to Princeton. You know, I really wanted to tell all those people all my accolades, but I didn't. I just kind of soaked it in and thought, this is interesting. This is a good it was like, um, you know, uh, undercover, like that TV show where <laughs> yes. the CEOs go undercover and, and see what their businesses are really like. At the same time, I'm calling these college coaches and I, I, I finally call a company that I'd heard about from a couple college coaches. I'd spent at this point, I don't know, John, I had spent uh, hundreds and hundreds of hours on Go Big Recruiting in terms of the concept, the due diligence. And I was very excited about it because I thought football is going to be over for me. What am I going to do next? I knew it wasn't going to be delivering propane. And I came across this company that was established that I hadn't heard of previously. And I actually called them up and pretended I was a high school coach and started to ask them what they did. And I got the sense, John, they made it sound like they were doing exactly what I wanted to do with Go Big Recruiting, that they had already achieved that and they were already way down the line in doing what I was hoping to do. This, Oh, yeah, we do that. We can do that. Absolutely, coach. And, and John, as soon as I hung up the call, I, I was sick to my stomach. Um, my eyes filled up already because I was at a real crossroads in my life. You know, the people were treating me the way they were treating me on the propane truck. I was probably never going to play football again. This was something I was really excited about. This is an idea I had because at the time, a lot of people were still sending out DVDs through the mail, and that's how they were getting recruited with their highlight videos. And so I, I was I was absolutely distraught. I called my wife at work right away, uh, freaking out basically because there was another company in my mind that was already doing what it is that that I wanted to do. And um, the lesson I learned from it was 
don't necessarily believe people. You know, I mean, just because <laughs> there's another company in the space or just because there's another company that says they're doing what it is you're doing, that's not necessarily the case. I mean, the guy told me everything I wanted to know when he thought I was a high school coach. But the reality is they weren't really doing it. And even if they were doing it, they were doing it very well. I was still able to take that concept to market. And we've had a lot of success with that exact concept. So I guess the biggest lesson I learned, John, was um, be aware of competition, but don't be scared of it. And and don't think just because there's one other person that might already have your idea or part of your idea that you necessarily need to throw in the towel or that you're ruined. Be aware of competition, but don't be scared of it. Those Fire Nation are very wise words. And Ross, I want to make a couple quick points here because for me, I totally agree with you. You never want to take anything at face value. You never want to look at something or to hear something from somebody and to say, okay, I understand. You need to do your own due diligence, Fire Nation. You need to do your own investigation. But number two, and this is something that I talk about all the time, Ross, and if you, by the way, we're being mentored by me at this point in your life. This is what I would have said to you in Fire Nation. This is what I would say to you too if you encounter the situation is, you know, don't be afraid of a little competition. In fact, sometimes you need to be a little bit excited. Why? Because that's proof of concept. That means that it's actually a viable business opportunity. If there's other people spending time, energy, effort, and money on a specific niche, especially as niche as you were going, Ross, I mean, that is actually a little exciting. I would have taken you and turned you right around and said, buddy, this means we're going full steam ahead because sometimes when nobody's doing something, Fire Nation, that's some red flags too. There's going to be a, a, well, maybe there's a reason why nobody's actually doing this. So Ross, that's my take on that. What are your thoughts? Totally agree. And and a lot of people do that. I mean, there's a lot of businesses that that's their entire concept is they wait till somebody else proves the concept and they come in and do it better. Right. Or they wait till somebody proves the concept and they go and do it internationally or somewhere else. So I think there's a lot of truth to that. And it kind of, it lets you at least know you're, you're headed down the right path. Absolutely. It really just helps you get that focus on, zero in. And you know, one thing that I've been hearing a lot of things about Ross, which I do think is pretty fascinating, a lot of People are saying, hey, you like an industry, you like a niche, go to that website or go to the Amazon products in that niche. Look at the one, two, and three-star reviews. What are those products? What are those services lacking? What are people complaining about? Create a better product or service that actually answers those needs, those concerns, and get your butt in gear. So, Ross, man, that was a phenomenal story on every level. Let's take that storytelling mentality and transition it to an aha moment, a light bulb that you've had at some point. Tell us that story, Ross, and the steps you took to turn that idea into success. Oh, yeah. This is this one's easy, John. Um, this is and, and I have an aha moment for Go Big Recruiting as well. But this is actually for the podcast venture. Cool. Um, and it's like I said, everything's at RossTucker.com. But specifically the Ross Tucker football podcast. So I'm at ESPN and ESPN starts to get um, some sponsors. I'm starting to do some live reads on the ESPN podcast. Well, as part of the doing the podcast for ESPN, John, they had me on a couple conference calls with some of the um, advertisers and some of the ad agencies. So I started to develop relationships with them and, I, and I'm, I, I enjoy that environment. And so 
I find out after I do the read for one specific company for a couple weeks, I find out from um, the the lady that runs that account for the ad agency that I was one of the, the two best um, endorsers that they had in the whole country across any podcast, any radio, everything. That wow. basically my numbers were huge in terms of my ability to deliver, you know, what they call conversions. And then she, so she told me that. And so where else can I advertise with you? You know, can I advertise on your Sirius XM show? What else can I do? And then she told me exactly what they were paying per, per ad, per read, <laughs> as they call it, per live read. And I thought, oh, my gosh. Come again? <laughs> yes. ESPN is paying for me. They're paying for my producer. And they're profiting a whole lot from this. And so that was the first time when I thought, wait a minute. If, if I'm the one that's able to get these people to convert and they're listening to this because of me and they're paying this much, what what's preventing me from doing this on my own? So it's funny, John, because my first thought was actually, man, I'm going to have some awesome, awesome leverage with ESPN for my next contract negotiation. Right. Jack up that salary. That's yeah, like since, the old way I'm of thinking. So much money for them. Um, and what's funny about that is I actually caught wind that um, that they they were thinking about trying to get someone. It's a long story, but that they might not continue with me. So I was like, once I kind of got wind of that, I thought, all right, that, you know, that was almost the the impetus to say this is even better. Forget you know leveraging it for more money from them. Why don't you go start building something up, which is actually for you and your family and something you have ownership and control of, and and a group of people, a community quite like uh, Fire Nation, although not quite there yet, but we're getting there, <laughs> that I can that I can work with and, and enjoy for the next 20 years. I mean, Ross, you're giving me goosebumps right now. I just can visualize that aha moment that you had when you said, you know, screw the man. Like, I don't need to be trying to coming to them with my hands out anymore, hoping for a 3 to 5 to 10% pay raise. I'm going to build my own platform. My listeners, as a podcast host, know, like, and trust me. And that's you, Ross Tucker. You're the one that brings it. I mean, I can remember the first day I got a phone call from the the company that I work with for podcast sponsorships, the mid-roll, and they said, John, like, we have some sponsors that are interested. Like, what what do you think? And we got talking to numbers and it ended up that it was going to be turning into about $500 an episode, um, which... When you times that by 30, actually was pretty solid money right away for a podcast that was only six months old. I was already in the five figures per month range at that point, and it's only grown since then where I now am selling out quarters in advance, Ross, for 46K per month, and every quarter that number just goes up as my audience goes up too. So Fire Nation, what you need to take away from this is what Ross took away from this, and what I'm taking away from this is that... Build your own platform of an audience that knows, likes, and trusts you as a person. And when you do have that sponsorship of a product or a service that makes sense for your audience, they will convert because they trust you and they know that. And your sponsors will keep coming back for more. I've had sponsors with Entrepreneur on Fire for over a year, despite those massive price increases that you just heard me mention. That's just the reality of having an audience that you have like I have with Fire Nation, like Ross is building with his podcast. And Ross, man, you've had a lot, a lot of proud moments. Just take about one minute here and really drill down and share with us your proudest entrepreneurial moment. 
they both happened within like six to eight months of each other. Um, but it was when the first student athlete actually made an order on Go Big Recruiting. I love it. So, so the way the site works, John, is the student athletes upload their video and put in all their information, academic, athletic, contact info. And then they um, pay a small fee, $4.99, uh, $4.99 to submit the video to certain schools. And you'll appreciate this actually, John, because it was a kid um, out of Nebraska and he sent it to Kansas State and, um, and Missouri via Go Big Recruiting. And Go Wildcats. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and at this point, what's funny, John, is I didn't really think the site was ready. We had launched it because there was a unique media opportunity that I had to take advantage of. But I still – I was on injured reserve with the Redskins. I was playing football, and I didn't think the site was ready to really push, but we did anyway because we had to. But then this kid made an order. Uh, his name was – I think it was Eric Johnson. He made an order, and I looked and I saw the the, the $10 – come through on my email and I, and I, I got this, uh, a sense of pride. Like that's awesome. Somebody actually trusts me and made an order. And then the flip side to it, I felt this like huge immediate responsibility to make sure these college coaches watched his video as soon as possible, because that's kind of the, uh, that's the deal. That's the promise, but it, it's on the front end. So the kids at the start would, would make the order and then I would be the one that had to call to make sure the coach would actually watch them. So I felt this huge sense of responsibility. So that was a, a, a proud moment. And then the proudest moment was probably about seven months, eight months after that. We really got some breaks fast and moved fast. And about eight months later, I had a, a, a two guys come in. Uh, they formed the LLC. They had come up with the exact same concept at the exact same time. They wanted to do it. And somebody at ESPN had said to them, yeah, it's a great idea, but Ross Tucker's already doing it. So they actually bought in uh, from my partner and I, um, and it was pretty awesome because here I am uh, probably about exactly a year, maybe 10 months after we'd actually launched the website. I put about a year in of due diligence ahead of that. But, you know, my partner and I, I you know, I got, um, I, I guess, 10x my money back. My partner got 13x his money back. And we hadn't put that much money in, John, so don't get me wrong. We hadn't put a ton of money in. But it was such a great feeling after those moments I had had where I got upset and called my wife and all the phone calls, and all the time I put in for no money at all. It was such a great feeling to know that no matter what happened after that point, I had hit a single. I hit a really good single. Now, let's go for a double or a triple or a home run, but this was my first entrepreneurial venture, and it was already a success on some level no matter what happened after that. And because of that, John, I will I will always do that now. I mean, I will always do entrepreneurial things. I, I can never really go back. <laughs> you can't go back, my friends. Once you've crossed that line, and it's a glorious line to cross, Fire Nation, you will never go back. And Ross, let's talk about the one thing that has you most fired up right now. Probably the growth of the podcast industry in general. You know, I mean, I, I see the more people doing podcasts, the more podcasts become mainstream, the more people talk about it. You know, you can look at that. It's kind of similar to the conversation, John, we were having earlier. I could look at all the people launching podcasts and all the podcast companies popping up. I could say, oh my gosh, 
that's competition. That's that's not good. You know, they, they might take away some of my listeners. But to me, it's it's actually the opposite. I mean, I know um, a company that I work with. They do my podcast sales is uh, is called Podcast One. Uh, and, they, you know, Adam Carolla, Dan Patrick, they got a bunch of guys I'm sure you've heard of that that do their podcast through them. And um, they've really grown and tried to standardize the download numbers. And, and it's just exciting because I feel like I'm in the right industry at the right time and that it's only going to go up from here. See, Ross, what I love that's coming out of your mouth is that and all of us were there at one point in our lives and we had this mindset of scarcity that if somebody got a bigger piece of the pie, that meant that we were going to get a smaller piece of the pie. You know, that's that corporate mindset. That's that traditional mindset. But you've graduated, Ross. I've graduated. And now we're living in this mindset of abundance where there's so much out there in this world for everybody. You just need to reach forward, bust your hump and take what is yours and have that mindset of abundance out there. And you cannot be more right about the trajectory of podcasting. I mean, I do this live podcast workshop, Ross, every week. Week. It gets attended by hundreds of people live every single week to hear me talk about podcasting and to hear that Apple CarPlay is going into every single car going into 2015 and beyond. So people are going to turn their cars on. Boom, there's iTunes. Boom, there's podcasts. Boom, there's a Ross Tucker you know, football podcast right there. Android is doing the exact same thing with Android Auto. Stitcher Radio is already in some cars. And the iTunes podcast app is going native this September. I mean, you, you can't get it off your iPhone even if you wanted to. And it's going to be such a game changer. So don't get me going on this, Ross. I could talk about it all day. But thank you for sharing with us all of this greatness, you know, your failure, your successes, your aha moments, what's firing you up right now. And Ross, we are going to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Summer is a great time to reevaluate your brand since it tends to be a quieter time for many businesses. Without the distraction of holiday festivities or tax time preparations, it's easier to take the time to evaluate whether your brand currently reflects the value you offer your customers. Ask yourself three questions. One, does your brand communicate the truth about who you are? Two, does the way you're communicating this truth connect with your customers? And three, does your branding differentiate you from your competitors? Before you get started on a new design for your brand, it's of utmost importance to take a hard look at your company's core values and personality. Once your brand vision is clear, a designer can translate those core concepts into communication materials. Are you looking for a designer to help bring your brand to life? Then it's time to visit 99designs.com slash fire. You'll get a $99 power pack of services for free and get even more designers to work with you on your branding. Are you looking to grow your team, maximize your time, and start putting systems in place that will help you run your business most efficiently? I know firsthand that growing a team isn't easy, especially when everyone's seeking out the best candidates. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50 plus job sites, including Craigslist and social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, 
all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. With an interface that's easy to use and that tracks all of your job posts and all of your candidates, you'll be growing your team in no time. Plus, it's easy to find your best candidates because ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight them for you. Try ZipRecruiter to find out why they've been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter dot com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, try ZipRecruiter for free. You must go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Ross, welcome to the lightning rounds where you get to share incredible resources and mind blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Time when I was playing football and assistant, someone that really knew what they were doing in terms of starting a company, internet video, et cetera. I met the guy, I met my partner at a wedding and I said, what do you do for a living? He said, I'm an internet video expert. And that's really all I needed to launch this idea <laughs> of big recruiting that I always had. Oh, I love that. What is the best advice you've ever received? Find somebody knowledgeable that has some experience in the industry that you're interested in. If, I, I don't think it's a good idea to try to go about it on your own. Get someone that really knows what they're doing. Ross, I love the word apprentice. In Fire Nation, don't be afraid to be an apprentice. Go to somebody in your passion, in your industry, in the niche that you want to eventually dominate and just say, how can I add value to you so that I can learn from you? Always go with giving value first, and don't be afraid, Fire Nation, to be that apprentice. And Ross, what is one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? Well, I get up at 4 a.m., and I know that's not for everybody, but I'm a, I'm a morning person, and I what I do is, the first thing I do is I get out my to-do list, and I, I, I make it up. I make up, I have a yellow notebook, legal pad, and write my to-do list for that day, and I prioritize it. I can't tell you how important it is. And I also can't tell you the irrational joy I get every time I cross something off the list. <laughs> irrational joy. I love that. And Ross, knowing that you get up at 4 a.m., what would you say the average time is that you are visiting Mr. Sandman at night? I get about six and a half hours sleep a night, probably. Um, but uh, at least a couple times a week, I, I try to get an hour to two hour nap, which I find very valuable. I think um, I think it's important. I, I think, I, you know, I actually think nap sleep is more productive for me than um, than sleeping at night, because when I wake up from a nap, I am rejuvenated again for the rest of the day. Well, what's interesting is like there's been a lot of studies shown that sleeping at night is actually like eight mini naps or four mini naps, whatever that REM cycle works out. And so that's why a lot of times when you nap right, that you can actually wake up feeling much more refreshed because you're not getting woken up in the middle of a REM cycle or any one of those things. A lot of details there, but there's a great book by Sean Stevenson, which is 21 Ways to Sleep Smarter, which I've just been obsessing over. It's pretty awesome. So Ross, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? For me in my business, since I'm since I'm you know uh, NFL media, I, I would say it's ProFootballTalk.com. It's just a blog that very quickly in three paragraphs updates me on everything that's happened, 
you know, in the last 10, 24, however many hours it is that I've been unplugged. And so I would say for anyone, find the best blog in, in your industry or whatever industry it is that you want to be a part of. That's usually a great place to start. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we're chatting about at eofire.com slash Ross Tucker. Ross, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? You know, it's funny, John, I actually wouldn't. If I could recommend one for your listeners, it would be don't read books. Uh, it would <laughs> be as much as possible to read uh, periodicals, so magazines, um, you know, online websites. I guess I look at it, John, and I, I, not to take anything away from books, because I think a lot can be gleaned from books and a lot of philosophies, but I'm much more into what's happening right now in whatever industry it is. What's going on right now? What are they saying right now? So that can be a magazine in your industry or magazine and just something you enjoy or it could be online. But my recommendation would be, and this sounds bad, but don't read books. You know, get your hands on as many periodicals and as many up to date blogs and things in your industry as you possibly can. Live in the present, Fire Nation. And Ross, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? That's tough. I mean, I think the first thing I would do is set up multiple email accounts, multiple social media accounts immediately. And since I just woke up, I'd try to uh, figure out what's going on in that industry. I'd probably take a, a day or two to just follow social media and try to figure out what it is going on in this new world. I guess it's identical to Earth, but you catch my drift. It'd be mainly, um, you know, social media type stuff. And then, gosh, if I only had $500, I'd probably... Uh, I don't know, get like a uh, a Costco membership and just eat the free samples every day. Just go in there. And well, eat the all, your, all your food and shelter is taken care of too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I did. See, here's the thing, John. Go Big Recruiting was my only good idea. That's where I'm imaginative. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't know other than that. To be honest with you, I'd probably start a podcast. I mean, I, I'd probably take the first step toward doing that. Ross, you have been incredibly inspiring with your stories today by taking us down to the ground level and really just opening up You know what you've both done right, what you've done wrong, the pivots that you've made. Let's end with you giving us, Fire Nation, one parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. The best way to find me is probably on Twitter um, at Ross Tucker NFL or Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Although you can just go to the website too, Ross Tucker.com. I guess the biggest piece of advice that, that I would give John is I know it's not easy. If you're listening to this podcast, you know, you're, you're probably hesitant to take that first step or you're probably starting to take that step, but you're struggling I would just tell you from someone on the other side, it's worth it. And you know why it's worth it? No matter what happens, whether whatever you're working on is a success or not, you've won. Because if it's a success, obviously you won. You did it. If it's not a success, 
You will no longer have it hanging over your head. You'll no longer have this thing gnawing away, eating at you. You'll know that you gave it your best shot and you'll be better prepared for your next opportunity. Mm, I love that. And Ross, I want to qualify that by saying that Fire Nation has taken the first half step, at least, by being here on this podcast, being present, listening. So Ross and I are both saying, Fire Nation, finish that first step, finish that next half step, and start taking action in something, in anything, because that is what matters. And Fire Nation, as you know, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with Ross and myself today. So keep up the heat. And Ross, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything we've been talking about at eofire.com. Just type Ross into the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. And Ross, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. My pleasure. Thanks so much, John. Fire Nation, there is simply no better platform to sell your product or service than a live webinar. Join me for our free live webinar where we share how you can create and present a webinar that converts. Just visit webinaronfire.com to grab your spot today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 